Greetings, beautiful divine people. I'm here again with my guest, Mr. Anthony Dean, from part one, How the Need to Control Ruins Relationships. And we are excited to do this part two for you guys and just chime in. And Mr. Anthony Dean, are you excited for part two? I am. So much has happened in the last week. And so we're trying to get pick up where we left off at, right? Mm-hmm. If you recall, last week we talked about mothering. Mm-hmm. That mothering, how you how women use mothering to control a man in the relationship. Last week we did, I think you may have talked to your last podcast about Will and Jada. Oh yes, I did. Oh my wow, it is, it is ran rapid through the social media atmosphere, hasn't it? It has. Oh my gosh, I've tried to ignore what was in the media, but I had I checked out the red table and you did this the whole thing. I checked out the entire one because I actually follow her on my social media mm-hmm. as a, as a group, and I actually watched it and I actually had. Different perspectives from that situation. You have to watch the pod, the segment, because I don't want to get too into it. Mm-hmm. But check out. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Is it is it appropriate to date while separated by, by being separated? Uh-huh. Check that out, and we're gonna go into that because I, I, I can go into that. That's a whole other segment. Well, let's talk about this for a minute. Okay. One of the things you talked about that I thought was kind of interesting, kind of goes back to the control part of it. If you listen to what Jada said. She mm-hmm. said, hey, I wanted to be happy. I wanted for, I like whatever the gentleman's name was. I can't remember his name right now. But he was saying. August. Uh, uh, Austino. Yeah. But, but she got attracted to him because he she he needed her. Mm-hmm. The whole idea was he was sick. Mm-hmm. And he needed her. That's that mothering part of it. And here's the deal. You don't wonder why uh, younger women are attracted to older men mm-hmm. or vice versa. It's because one or the other can control the person. Mm. If I can be your father figure, it's easy. I, I can, it's easy. It's so much easier to control a person. Same thing women do with mothering. If if you took care of me and I depended all all on you, you're not my wife. You're not my girlfriend. You're my mother, and you control me now. Oh my gosh! That, that how? So what happens in the relationship? That hits home because again, my daughters are in the next room and. I can honestly say that a couple of days ago, I was I was really in the headspace of this being frustrated for hours and hours at a time mm-hmm. because I was upset at the fact that my daughters are so dependent on me. Mm-hmm. And how and and honestly, since I've been co-parenting, I have more independence. And since I have that uh since I have more freedom, usually I will say the first day maybe with them back with me, it's a real adjustment for me because I just can't go where I want to go. I can't do what I want to do. And I'm frustrated at the fact that they take so long to get dressed Mm -hmm. and I find myself rushing them. And then God had to remind me that they are still my children. And And it's not a bad thing. And again, I'm just honest enough to admit this. And, and again, I, I gave them their space and they want to be close to me, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize why. I pushed them away, like, baby, give mom a minute. Mm-hmm. Let me just meditate for uh, five minutes and mm-hmm. I come to you. And one of my daughters is more clingy. So, one is, she, we can have a conversation. One, she has a touch on me, my youngest, Rita. Mm-hmm. She's touchy touch. She has touched my fingertips. She has touched my, my 
she has to touch some part of my body uh-huh. in order to feel love. My other daughter, she's more intellectual. So we can actually sit down uh, and have uh, paint and drawings. And that's how we connect. And she don't have to hug me at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I hug her and she, she's, she gets irritated because I hug her and I'm so loving towards her. But again, like just the concepts of, the, uh, of mothering two different individuals have really taught me that concept and even going back to the concept when you mentioned mothering Mm -hmm. i have that same issue that jada mentioned with uh healing i i see that pattern in in every romantic relationship right my ex-husband i remember this point in time and dare i say it is he had an issue with certain things and those things that he had issues with, that spiritual part of me, or I would say the, the spirit, the the spiritual part of me that that that's godly, he was intrigued by that, and we were best friends. So the fact that we were in a spiritual relationship, we we spoke on our spiritual weaknesses, we prayed about it, we fasted together, we did different things like that. And he became my spiritual partner, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. for a year. And we grew closer, closer together with that situation. Even my current dating situations or past mm-hmm. dating situations, I've always, I've always drawn guys that need healing. My last situation, uh-huh. if you check out why am I still single, mm-hmm. that segment actually speaks on a situationship that I was in and that situationship entanglement yeah entanglement yes (laughs) the entanglement (laughs) the entanglement actually it actually started from just us being in a healing place and again things were going on with his family and we touched bases we hadn't talked in a while and he was like hey I have some issues going on with this and that's how we grew closer. Mm-hmm. And it was through a healing point mm-hmm. in time. And I actually feel, and I actually feel as if it's certain parts of me as a healer, even with this segment, everything I do, mm-hmm. I have healing properties to the way I communicate with people, I motivate others. And that I want to see people healed in a better place. And so that conveys in my romantic life. Uh-huh. So that's the reason why I have certain issues with dating, certain uh, with dating period, because usually men that are broken, those are the guys that I attract. Or those guys that you like. Yes. The little guy attracted you. Because they need why. me. Because they need you and you have a, you have an opportunity to control them. Exactly. So, you know, you think Oh my gosh. It, I just what would you do? You, it, it, so we all, you know, all, you know, we talked about list last week, right? You have all these lists. And so one of the things you talk about is nobody puts down, I want a man that's broken on the list. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, if a man didn't need you, you wouldn't want that man. Mm-hmm. Because you're broken yourself. Yes. You, you, you know, you look at it. I, I can talk in you know, my personal experience, just my own relationship. Our relationship didn't fall apart until I, I decided I didn't need her. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need you to wash my clothes. I don't need you to iron for me. I don't even need you to I cook better than you. I don't need you to cook for me. And then here's the other part about it. I don't need your sex anymore either. Wow. So what ha- now, what do you have over me? What control do you have over me? So the relationship breaks apart. Mm-hmm. People have a hard time existing without the need to control each other. That's what we're talking about in this segment. 
Look at this. Let's go to number three because we didn't quite get into the, the, uh, oh, the meat what's of it. Uh, well, let's recap. What's one and two? One so, and two. So the, the first one was isolating you from your friends and family. That means, you know, you can't have certain friends. Mm-hmm. Get off Facebook. Get off your social media. Don't talk to her. Don't talk to him. The second one was chronic criticism. That's the, I call it the little syndrome. Whatever mm-hmm. you try to do, you put it down. I don't care if it's a podcast. I don't care if it's a, a new business. It's going to be something going to be wrong with it. Even to the mm-hmm. point where you, I knew people who would criticize how you cook, but you didn't have to cook in the first beginning. I don't like this. It's too salty, too whatever. The little smallest of things. After a while, so we're patrolling. Now we get down to number three. Veiled and overt, overt threats. I normally see this in alcohol and tone from a male or a female point of view. It's the holdout phase. How many, and I think we can really like this more than anything else. Well, you made me mad, so I'm gonna cut you off. I've done it. Couple previous. And what that does, I control you. I control your need for me. No more cookies in the cookie jar. No more cookies in the cookie jar. But what, so what are you, who's there losing on that? What happened to the relationship? Uh, The devil is allowed to go in. It's even a scripture. It's a scripture. uh, Mm -hmm. Do not. Oh, my Bible's over here. Do you, do you remember the scripture at all? Which one? Do not let the sun go down your wrath. Mm-mm. It's it's dealing with do not uh, do not abstain from your partner unless you're fasting and mm-hmm. praying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, at certain times you should go with a woman, all that good stuff. But let's look from that's let's look from a very practical standpoint, okay. a very real point, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say for sake of argument. And this happened on both men and women. Men have a tendency to hold conversation to going through themselves. That's that quiet phase, right? Mm-hmm. If, if I'm if I'm mad or whatever, I'm not going to show that verbal love. I'm not going to show that that the approval that you need. Someone will hold that. That's what men do. Mm-hmm. Women will hold that physical. That's what they, they think is what we need. But here's the deal: what you find out, what happens when you go to that job, and the same thing that your woman were holding from you. There'll always be a woman who won't give it to you. Mm-mm-mm. The same thing that that man is holding from you. There'll be another man, that work husband, going to give it to you. I've had a couple of those. So, I didn't know. <laughs> so, so what happens is now, because that need control, now your relationship is broken. Mm. All started from, hey, I'm going to emotionally manipulate you. I'm oh. going to physically remit. You know, that, that's what happens. So, again, we have that. It makes a toxic thing. What would happen if, say, hey, I don't control you. What would happen? Just, just think about it. what would happen if you you said, "Hey, I'm not going to. I'm gonna be open. I'm not gonna try to control you." I have a I have a best friend, and again, I I'm not one to idolize relationships. Mm-hmm. But when I notice certain things or certain attributes in a relationship that's that's admirable, mm-hmm. that's that's beautiful, I would address it. One of my best friends, uh, her and her husband, they've been married for a little while. They have a, a little girl. And one thing she always, always put out there, she said, I don't control my husband, my man. Because if he wants to go out with his boys, he go out with his boys. Mm-hmm. If, uh, and again, if, if, if it comes to me hanging out with you, we can hang out all night. Mm-hmm. Unless unless something's going on with our with our child, mm-hmm. and so and that concept is so it's foreign, yeah. And the thing <laughs> is, they have a beautiful relationship. I'm sure that they have things going on in their relationship, but the thing is, that that really opened up to things with me. It actually showed me where I was in my past relationship. I don't know why God had me going here, mm-hmm. but 
I actually was very controlling. I actually, for the first two years, I had like really bad jealousy issues, mm-hmm. plus anger issues. I went to counseling, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of repair on my end of it. And I can honestly say, from a very healthy standpoint of everything, that I tried to control him and because he was a he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. He was one of those guys he'll go a thousand miles, but mm-hmm. I, I I hit those I tried to make him angry. Mm-hmm. And it got to a place where the breakdown of the relationship part of the part the relation part the breakdown part of the relationship and I'm grateful for God showing me what I need to do as a was I mean at that point in time as a wife. Mm-hmm. Well, what you find out is if even that small thing creates a toxic relationship, it builds a divide between you two. What happens if you, you, what I've seen a lot of times is the moment you the moment you go and hold something back, try to control some situation, someone else is going to come in and open that open that open that that void wider. We can go again until. And I think it's an easy, uh, easy target. Will and Jada, you know, they have an open relationship up until the point when Will found out there was a little more open than he thought it was. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at that point, they was like, hey, I don't control you. You your own spree spirit. Up until the point he found out that, yeah, she did have an entanglement with somebody else. Now, all of a sudden, uh oh, I don't <laughs> control the situation no more. And the thing is, and I, I hate to go into it, but that maybe that's another segment. The thing is, people I see on social media, like the guys reposting this. Mm-hmm. But if it was a, if that was Will in Jada's shoes, it would be a whole nother conversation. Conversation. Right? But I think it was just the fact that because Jada is a woman, uh huh. But who who knows what what he was doing? Well, because again, they were separated. Let's let's go ahead and put it. Let's put it with a go where we can get it real quick. It's mm-hmm. easy to imagine a man cheating. Mm-hmm. Everybody think if you're a good looking man who have any kind of success, it's an automatic thing. Oh, man, gonna cheat you. He gonna mm-hmm. he gonna step out. It's easy. Every movie, every media outlet, everything you're looking gonna show men gonna cheat. They just men or dogs. Mm-hmm. So what happened was now we look at women who use their own bit of control. Mm-mm. We talk about that mothering thing, right? Yes. What have I told you? Every time you, every man you ever mothered. Outside your husband, but you were cheating. Mm-mm-mm. How many relationships you had outside of that? It might have been physical. It might have been. I'm not saying you slept with him. I'm not saying. That I you admit, did. I've had quite a few. Right? I've, I've actually, because the thing is, I'm I'm sexually monogamous, and mm-hmm. I know that's that's hard for someone to actually say, just for everyone else to know. No. And the thing is, in any relationship, I can be sexually monogamous with one guy, mm-hmm. but again, usually in a close circle, of course. Mm-hmm. But I can have guys I've been friends with for 12, 13 years and have an emotional connection with them. Mm-hmm. And I can actually, in, in lack of a better term, mother them into health. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, usually, I, I will say, for the guys, they usually develop a crush on me or some kind, mm-hmm. and I have no interest in them at all. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my other issue too. It happens. Mm-hmm. It happens because because we are attracted to what we're attracted to. It's a, it's a thin line between control and sexual and all that thing. So number four. Oh, number four. 
making accepting, caring, attraction, condi- conditional, right? And this mm-hmm. kind of feels, feels, you think about, you're pretty, but if you lose just a little bit more weight, mm. maybe then I love you. Or from a female point of view, you, you hear more like, you know, maybe you made a little bit more money. What if you bought that car I like? I respect you more. Wow. What if you, if you, well, if you're the man in this house and took care of the bills more, I would love you more. So what kind of relationship it could create? It would create automatic. We say, well, enjoy my wife or my girlfriend and love me. Then I must possess some things. So mm-hmm. now it changed to not, it's not self-controlling. We're not self-esteem anymore. My control, my esteem is wrapped in how you accept me. Yeah, it's more like uh, you look for their validation from exactly the other right. person. Mm-hmm. And and I think even going to, I, uh, I don't know why we're going, Will and Jada, but even going to the things, because I've actually followed them for a while, the things that they've actually mentioned, he's like, I can't make her happy. And at least that's what he mentioned. Mm-hmm. And and he's actually mentioned that he's had to let her be her own individual self and learn in her, her own unique way. And even with their children, you see the uniqueness because mm-hmm. their children have such oh, a freedom. Mm-hmm. And even my Angelou, love, a love is a freedom. Mm-hmm. It is. No, Nia, I'm sorry. Nia Simone. Okay. Loving is, is uh, true love is freedom. Uh, I may be mixing up the artists because the, uh, they're both, they're both mm-hmm. sage women I follow. Mm-hmm. But I remember love is freedom and i know my angelou she actually speaks of love and i actually think of why a cage bird sing and it actually brings me to even the concepts of love even going to the kennel effect that's the, yep. I, I, that's yep. why i've called going kennel to the kennel effect. effect that's right and usually as women we well i don't generalize because i'm like i don't do that yeah. but as a woman i what i've done mm-hmm. i've i've used the kennel effect on any relationships that's with my daughters that's where anyone mm-hmm. is close to me anytime anytime a guy wants to get serious i've actually like oh well you can't do this oh you're liking this woman on instagram oh <laughs> so you must like that oh and i'm a, and i'm gonna even go here i have to go here because uh-huh. if i don't go here i can't be my honest self okay and i know this is one of one of the main reasons why i'm still single I hate a lingering eye. I absolutely hate <laughs> even just a little a little side eye. Cause see, I don't do it. And I actually had to break that down in in the last situation I was uh, with a guy. The guy was with I was like, I don't like when you look at women. This guy was like gawk at everything with with a you know, with a certain body part. And I was wondering why. He's like, Well, you can do it. I'm like, I don't want to though. Because my thing is, I'm dedicated to you. I don't, I don't care about how he look over there. I, you know, I'm not lustful like that. <laughs> and the thing is, a lustful eye for me, that's a deal breaker. I don't okay. care if she got the biggest behind. Well, uh, look, I can acknowledge in my mind this woman have a, a big behind. But if you, if you literally turn your head way, you, you know, if you're going way south. <laughs> Literally, I will walk away from that table at this point in time in my life. <laughs> and mad. And I'll be, I, I won't even be mad. I'm like, and I will literally not call you ever again. You probably even know what's going on. You're like, what happened? I, I, I'm like, I had to go to the bathroom. I, I probably say I have to go to the bathroom and, le- right. and leave. But I will actually do that at this point in time at 31 because I ain't got time for it. Why do you think that's such a big trigger? For me, it's because the thing is, 
I'm not saying I have to be an object of your affection. I'm not saying that. There are beautiful women. It's the lust uh, concept of it. And maybe it's just, this is just me. You can like something, how someone looks on physical, but at the same time, you don't have to think of them uh, to have sex with them. Because I see a handsome man all the time. You're a handsome man. But at the same time, if let's say if I'm on a date and a guy is as handsome or he looks good or smell good or whatever the situation is, I can actually acknowledge him as a human. Yeah. And the thing is with lust, it's almost like a animalistic thing. Like I have to have this person. It's a, a, a it's like an innate animalistic part of us that comes out. But usually even in a semi lustful situation, I can look at a man like, Hey, he's attractive. And that's why I say he's attractive, but I don't make him special. Because anybody I make special in my eyes, I would eventually lust after them. But some men don't have, or better some boys don't have that discipline to know the difference between lust, lust and looking. Because you can look, hey, that's a beautiful woman, and keep on eating your, eating your salad or, or whatever you're eating. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you look and you're like, man, man, I would, I would bend her over. I would, you know, and the thing is. Why do you think he's thinking that? Just because you would? I, I, the thing, all right, let me count. So, I this. mean, that's just going. This is going really deep. Go ahead. Go really deep this. <laughs> yes. Uh, this, this is almost, we're going to the even a, a spiritual thing on this. Mm-hmm. But you do realize that everybody have gates to their soul. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and the gates of those five senses. What yes. What you see, what you hear, what you touch, what you taste, what you smell. Those, those senses we have, right? Yes. Well, it just so happened that men are most susceptible to visual stimulation. Mm-hmm. Now catch this: women are most susceptible to their ear gate, what they hear. Yes, a woman get turned on by what somebody said to them. Almost definitely, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas men, you can say a lot of things, but you gotta look somewhere, come away. Now, I'm not saying not now. Either <laughs> see something, you can hear something. Yes. Okay. Let's go a little bit further than this. Just because you see something, don't mean you gotta give that person. It's a whole, it's almost, it's almost at a disadvantage. Okay. Because we're in a day and time where everything is visual. You cannot go to any store, anywhere, that you have visual stimulation. Oh, yes. We are overstimulized. We are. In order for a man to not see anything, he would literally have to cut his eyes out. And and that's, that's not what I'm saying. Like, acknowledge the beauty of a woman, but at the same time, it's just your reaction to it. Is, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is the reaction based on what you perceive the action to be? Maybe. Because the devil be. take. I think you don't like the devil take. Mm-hmm. The second take. Uh-huh. It's the devil take to get you. But even with that, right? Mm-hmm. Did he go after it? Did he ask for the phone number? Maybe. Did he follow, did he follow Instagram and say, ooh, look at that? You know and, what? And the truth of the matter is, if you really want to really tell the truth about it, if you want to get to the to nitty gritty, all he did was get some eye stimulation for later. What do you mean? It's like taking a mental picture. Okay. And so later on, you know, whatever, later on the night, whatever y'all, whatever, 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 he can call that mental stimulation up for later. Like a memory bank. Whatever. Okay, so it was a, but is that is that necessary though? But we're two different people. Men and women are so different. Wow. Okay. Different things. It don't mean that I don't, I'm not attracted to the person I'm with at all. Yeah. It don't mean that I don't, that I don't love the person I'm with because I do the devil tape. It just means that the visual eye stimulation 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you look at it. There's a book out there called Ninety Nine Percent. Okay. And I read it, and it's, it's really based. It's for men. It's a it's a male small book. I mean, it's a male small studies book. And what it talks about is that the truth of the matter is 100% of men struggle with visual stimulation. Okay. Which is why, if you look at any church, it's it porn is a big deal in, in the churches. Oh, they yes, it is. Porn because it's yes. visual. And yes. once you see something, it's hard to get out of your spirit, whatever. Yeah. But you have to train your eyes because you can always see. Now, what happens, you allow it to enter into your spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens is you, as a woman, perceive it how a woman. Perceived thing like spaghetti. Y'all think it's all related. You think everything touched one. Oh, you saw me. You must don't care about this. You just want her and not me. It's not related. It ain't that deep. And it's, see, for me, it's not even, for me, that's what I'm saying. It's not even on the very, on a, let's think on the practice. It's not even the fact that I think that God loves, loves her more than me. It's the fact that at some point in time, if we was to actually engage, uh-huh. or better it be an entanglement, uh-huh. uh, I would think that, you know, that you'll be stimulated by her instead of me. Huh. See, and, and see, that's the thing. And the thing is, when a woman, when a man is making love to a woman, or, if, or, or you're in an intimate situation, trying to make this PG-13, uh-huh. or if you're uh, in, in an intimate situation, usually you want to be the only person that's on. In a way, in, I'm, I'm, I'm even going to say this. Women like to be... <laughs> the only stimulation for a man. Okay. And that's very selfish. And it's very we want to be the only woman in the world that he's attracted to. But the truth be told, that goes into monogamy and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. But again, women like we, we like to know that you're attracted to us and no other woman. Mm-hmm. And I and I and it is it's a faulty way of looking at it. It is. And I think that's really the core of my idea. And the thing is, maybe just, it is a big flaw in there, but that's what I'm working through. So I would rather have a guy as a friend, knowing that he's going to look at a woman, than be in a relationship and a man look at a woman. Because I already know <laughs> I'm not even intimate with this man. This man would go off to his own place. I would probably not even hear from him for days. Mm-hmm. But if we live in the same household and we share the same bills and we, uh, li- you know, you know, we have children together, whatever, uh-huh. it's a different scenario for me. Cause I'm like, you did all this for me, but you're looking at her. I'm like, go have sex with her and then come back to me then. If that's the case, and that's how I feel. But it's just you realize the fallacy and all that, right? I really do realize that, and that's really why. That's why I'm still single. Yeah, you, you need to stay single till you get that figured and, out. And, and again, yeah, I'm still working. I'm still working through that because again, in my past relationships, it was always cheating, and the cheating always involved a woman close. It does, and it always started with the eye. It always wins. It always, it always started with that. And maybe I think that is like the the root root uh thing that the reason why I hate it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate it. I actually have a vivid memory of when I was separating my ex-husband. We're wrapping this up. And we we was faking till we was making it. Mm-hmm. And we was out. Now, I've never I've seen him look at women, mm-hmm. you know, for a little bit. He has turned back and like, okay, you know. He didn't do a dub tape, mm-hmm. you know. He, <laughs> he never did dub tape. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this woman had some brown um, sweatpants on rolled up. Yeah. And this woman, she was a medium frame. She totally, she looked totally different to me, light mm-hmm. skin. 
uh, a lighter brown eyes. I remember she had a bun. I remember her exactly. This was like years <laughs> and years ago. This was like three years ago. Uh-huh. So anyways, uh, he, the way he looked at her was the way he used to look at me. And at that moment, even though we were separated and we was living in the same house at one time, I thought we was trying to work it out. Mm-hmm. It That was the moment I realized I let go of the relationship. I'm so serious because I've never seen him do that. What if? All right, so I want to go back to the, the kennel, the same, the same how we started the first mm-hmm. thing, the kennel, right? Mm-hmm. I told you about my dog, right, Cooper. Cooper. And I try to keep him in a kennel because mm-hmm. I want to protect him and keep him away from other dogs. Exactly. What if I told you did the same thing to him? And I did. I did. I, I don't want you to look. I want to keep you in the kennel. I want to be. I want to protect our relationship. But the thing is, and the first thing he did was what. He tried to dig out of that, that camera. Yeah, and he did. And, and see, and, and that's the thing with that. And again, that's a whole nother thing. Because I did. I was very controlling their relationship. And I realized that now. But at the same time, I'm still learning about that concept. It's a part of me that's still growing. God is still dealing with me in that area. But I'm going to wrap it up because I already know me. It's, 30 minutes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's getting to the end of the segment. But I know... I know that this was a really good segment. We actually got a chance to dig into the four, which which was isolation, chronic criticism, veil over threats, mm-hmm. and making a caring, making acceptance and caring attraction conditional, conditional. Making yeah, making it making it conditional, mm-hmm. uh, making an obligation. I'm, I'm, conditional. I'm just, conditional. Oh, oh, if you don't look at that, if you don't look at that woman, that I love you. Yes. I want to be the man who don't do the double take. And 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 the thing is, <laughs> and I, I get to that place where I'm okay with that. But again, I've just really been really hurt by that. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, literally, if I see if I'm with you, no other man matters. Mm-hmm. Serious. I like I won't know. I like I'm so serious. I didn't know there were so many handsome men out here until I was separated. I'm like, what? He looks good. He looks good. And so I actually have that thing. I'm very faith- I'm faithful to the team. But so part three, when we get back together, we're gonna we're gonna pick up where we left off. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. about how you have said that one hundred percent. Once you're in a relationship, no other man matters. No. And I'm gonna challenge that. I'm gonna tell you. you I'm ah. gonna tell you. You already told off in yourself. You said, "Hey, I've always had male friends." Uh huh. Because guess what? Yes, it don't matter visually, mm-hmm. but how many men in your ear that's attacking you spiritually and emotionally? I got you. T- Spiritual time. attachments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, until next time, thank you for chiming in. This is the Heart Doctor. Let's go higher. <laughs>